Well, hi, and welcome back to Dating Funnies. I know, now that I'm going to these meetups every week, it looks like I'm going to have more things to talk about. Crazy weather today here in the Seattle area. Rain, hail, snow, it's now sunshine. You'd think winter was over two months ago. Anyway, I hope everyone's doing well. thought I would talk about several different things today. One, my meetup. Some of the things I learned from some of my meetup members. And each week I go to a meetup, it's a different event and different people that show up. We went to a restaurant in Kirkland uh, last night. And surprisingly enough, the place was packed. Of course, you know, we wore our mask when we first went in. Then when we sat down, we, we took off our mask. But uh, our meetup wasn't packed. It was, our meetup was consisted of about six or seven people. But the rest of the restaurant was pretty full. Anyway, I don't know if I'm sure I podcasted this one story before, but in this crazy world of dating, you know, you just never know what you're going to run into, what circumstances are going to unfold that are going to totally change everything in your life. As the old saying says, everything changes on a dime. So I remember sharing, I think, a couple of years ago, a lady I'd met at a meetup, a business networking event. And I could tell that she was kind of out of place from everybody else. She was dressed very nice, business suit, not the casual Seattle that we typically see. And she just presented herself in a more authoritative role, unlike most people. And got to talking to her a little bit after the meeting. And she'd said a few things when she introduced herself about where she why she was in the Seattle area, where she's from. And come to find out, she was from New York. And, of course, me, I'm thinking, okay, now I get it. Now I get why she's dressed the way she is. The East Coast dress is different than the West Coast. And she talked about something that I'd heard many years ago about a company that went bankrupt. And it reminded me, because she used the same phrase when I did a little due diligence to see who she was. And it's about out of the ashes, And what she was doing is going around trying to create a new business model to help those that were blindsided by life, so to speak, and help them rebuild a life basically out of the ashes of a life gone well to a life gone bad, and then what do you do from there? And her story became very relevant because she was a single lady in New York, met a very nice and charming man, And they started dating, and come to find out, he was going through the process of a divorce, and that kind of went on for a couple of years, and she was okay with it. And typically, from what I've heard, most of those type of relationships really don't last. We call them rebound relationships. And at least my experience has been that they last for a short while, and then they blow up on Well, finally, he got his divorce, and so they agreed to find an apartment in Manhattan. And they did, and it is a very high-end apartment. It costed them like $25,000 a month just to rent it. And so they moved in and getting settled. And one day he came home, uh, as white as a ghost, went into his bedroom, shut the door, and sat in there for a few hours. And then he finally came out. At least this is how the story goes from what I've gathered. She didn't tell me all this. This is what I've gathered and what I've learned by doing some reading online because her story was online. In fact, they made a movie about her story and the story of the family. Because he came out of the room and said, look, it's best if you just get up, pack your stuff, and leave right now. And, of course, she couldn't understand why. Well, to come to find out, the guy that she was dating, was engaged to, was one of Bernie Madoff's sons. 
the one that died from cancer, not the one that ended up committing suicide. So now I get her story. And so when we go out and meet people, we have no idea what their story is. Why are they where they're at today and what's brought them to this to, to us? Because we meet people at certain times in our life for a reason, for a season, or for a lifetime. And to me, when I read her story, and I know that they did a, a movie about her in the Madoff situation it just brought home a lot of things reminding me that yeah dating can be tough but we have to be sensitive to other people until we start hearing their story and sadly in the day of swiping left or swiping right nobody wants to listen to any story you know they're making the assumption this person nope he's not the person she's not the person they keep moving on and the sad part is unless we change we're always going to keep looking towards the same thing that we've uh, attracted before right so i thought i'd just kind of uh, bring that story up again i as i'm talking about it it does sound very familiar that i may have chatted about it before a couple of years ago and then this week i actually got a couple of connections that one lady i shared with you a couple of weeks ago on tinder and for the first few days she responded to my text almost immediately now over time it kind of gone to whenever and then I invited her to the meetup. That would be a safe environment. It's in her neck of the woods, Kirkland. And there'd be lots of people there. And of course, I knew she wouldn't show up. And then she texted me, oh, I tried to make it, but you know, crazy, crazy day, crazy work. You know, and I get that sometimes. But if you're really excited about wanting to meet somebody, you're going to go out of your way to meet those people. I wasn't going to go. I just decided last minute, oh, maybe I won't go. And I said, wait a minute. I, told, I texted that lady and told her that I'd be there from 4 to 6. I'm going to show up. Although while I sat there waiting and talking to other people, it reminded me of the time I went to an event, a blind kind of event, and the lady never showed up, only to find out later that she did show up. And she saw me and decided, without even talking to me, that I wasn't the guy she was looking for. And I thought that was pretty rude. She could have easily come up and said hi. We could have chatted. Then she could have said afterwards, hey, look, you seem like a nice person, but you're not the guy I'm, I'm looking for. I can respect that, and I hope you guys can respect that too, even though after a while you get tired of hearing it. In between that, I also got a text from a lady down south of me by about an hour in a city called Lakewood. Asian gal, Philippine lady in her 50s, and we got to chatting, although I was a little fearful that her English may not be as good as I, I would like because I have a hard time understanding people from foreign countries if they really don't speak English. And relationships to me, are they're hard enough. We got to chatting. I actually called her, and her English wasn't too bad. But then she texted me a couple days later. And this is where some of the, the disconnect is when you're dealing with someone that's coming from another country. Not always, but a lot of times. She said, well, I'm sorry. I reread your profile, and I'm looking for a long-term relationship, which is what I told her I was looking for the same. But she's... In my profile, it said I'm looking for my partner in crime. Well, here, that's just slang for you want you want a partner, your partner in crime. And for whatever reason, she says, that's not what I'm looking for, so goodbye. So I also heard this last week or two an affirmation, and maybe it's something you guys might want to consider too, and I want to cons consider even more every day, is I'm not going to chase I'm going to attract. So if someone tells me, and I don't really know them, that I'm not worthy of getting to know more, I'm not going to chase. I'll pursue a little bit, 
it's like the other lady that's kind of disconnected from me. She's not dropping what I call the handkerchief anymore. She's not continuing the conversation. Well, I'm not going to continue to chase. I'm not a puppy dog. I would hope none of you folks are puppy dogs either because nobody likes a puppy dog, and it's embarrassing when you're begging people to pay attention to you, right? So now let's go on to my meetup this week. There's one single lady there, and this is a question I have for the men, and kind of for the women. You know, it's okay to have pets, right? I have fish, saltwater fish. Used to have dogs and cats when I was married, but I don't have those now. My son and his wife, they have, they've got a cat, and I like cats. I like dogs. But when a woman has one cat, and then she has two cats, how do, how do you men feel about that? To me, it goes back to that age-old thing that, oh my gosh, you're dating a lady that's got all these cats. A cat lady. Is, is, is that something to be really concerned about? And women, why do you collect cats? I mean, I get the nice to have around the home, the nice little cuddle buddies. Why do you need to have two or three or four cats? What I did find interesting about this lady, she was with a gentleman. They had met at a meetup, I guess, over time and got to be really good friends. But I kid you not, they would probably make a great couple. He kept joking with her about how he is the fantasy boyfriend that she really wants, but she won't come out and, and, and take him as a boyfriend. But they're really good together with each other. They laugh at one another's jokes. They interact. They touch one another. I think they'd probably be a good couple together, and they just don't know it or they're fighting it. But we got to talking about people and wearing masks and stuff. And we got to talking about people not cleaning their air filters in their homes and stuff. And he kind of chuckled and said, well, you know, I got one of those air filters you just wash off and then you put it back on. But what I do is I take it off and then I take it in the shower with me and clean it in the shower, and then I let it dry in the shower, and then I reinstall it. Now, to me, okay, well, that makes practical sense, but it might seem odd to somebody else. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I would try it, but it certainly makes sense. The way I could just leave it in the shower and let it dry off, right? I know, what would you say to something like that when you heard that, hey, I, I take showers with my, my air filter to my furnace just so I can get it clean. Save me time. I met another lady who moved here from Denver. She'd been, I think she'd been here for a year or two divorced and came here and she has found that the dating scene here in Seattle is very very challenging especially with COVID but she met a guy on a dating app and on the first date the first meet and greet he showed up with flowers and candy now I guess back in the day that would be admired but she as I suspect was kind of put off like oh my gosh this guy's like all in and then come to find out the guy was moving into the area and he was doing Airbnb till he got familiar with the area before he found a house, only to find out later that he's actually looking to rent a room in a house. And for her, that was a deal breaker because she wanted to meet someone that was at least had some financial stability as opposed to renting a room in somebody's house or floating around from one Airbnb to another. And she's really backed up when he showed up with all these flowers and candy and for me personally on a first meet and greet no i'm not doing that i'm not taking flowers and candy and, and gifts of affirm, uh, affirmation or whatever it is gifts of affection i'm not going to do that when i'm just meeting somebody now certainly as i go on and date them and i find out that they enjoy getting uh gifts of affection you know flowers there's their special kind of flower or their candies or 
you know, they'd like me to buy them something for Victoria's Secrets. I'm all, I'm all over that. I'm, I love to do that kind of stuff. But I'm the first meet and greet. I personally think it put people way off that it's too much too soon. What do you think? I'd love to hear if you as a woman or a man have gotten gifts from people. I mean, I remember one lady gave me a gift and and I thought at the end of the day, wow, she's giving me a, uh, what do they call that? Kind of a going going away gift, right? Like here's your, your, your gift to go away. Uh, it just seemed odd to me that after our first meet and greet, she offered to give me something she'd put together as a gift for meeting her. It's a nice gesture. It just seemed odd because I just don't run into that that often, right? What the consensus I got from the group last night is everyone is sick and tired of the dating apps. Nobody's nobody wants to do them anymore. They're sick of the left, right, and you know, and people ghosting you and you never hearing from them. I'm not so sure meetups are the way either, but it's, it's kind of nice to interact with people. I do know that this lady and her and her male friend, one way of he's trying to go around the dating apps, he saw some lady at the restaurant, wasn't even part of our group, and she and he went to the wait staff and wrote his name on there and put down the the good looking blonde guy and and his phone number and, and tried to get the wait staff to help set him up with this other lady by going up to her, serving her whatever she wanted, and then giving the lady his number and stuff. I've got a friend of mine He's never been on any of these dating sites. And he'll just go right up and start talking to people. He doesn't care. Every one of his girlfriends, he's met that way. He moved to to Sun Valley, and that's how he met the, all the girls he's dated there. That's how he's met all the girls he's dated here in Washington. He, he said he wouldn't spend a nickel on that. Just go out and talk to people. And now that we're starting to open up, and restaurants are opening, maybe that's the better approach. Has anyone, have any of you folks had any success with doing that? Me, as much as I love women, I'm not willing to just go right up and start talking to somebody. I have to be somewhat introduced to them and, and, and get to talk to them in a group gathering. Like I met one lady that meet up last week, very attractive lady, and I could tell by the way we were looking at each other there was some mild interest, but I wasn't going to go in for the kill, push myself on her try to get her phone number or make her feel uncomfortable, that's not my style. Uh, I kind of go slow at it, and then I become a jerk later down the road, I guess. But I don't really want to push people so hard up front that they don't come back to the meetups. I kind of want to be, as someone once said, I want to be more organic as opposed to someone being, you know, uh, a puppy dog just pushing themselves onto them. And I, like I said, I wouldn't advise that a woman doing that to a man because people... In the end, they really don't like that. Uh, initially, they, they might find it cute, but in the end, I don't think most people like that. I got a guest speaker for next week's podcast. I mentioned to you before in last week's podcast, she's newly dating, and what I'm hoping she's going to provide us with is her list. What has she put on her dating profile that's her list of requirements in order to date her? And I bring that up because years ago, I put together a list of what I was looking for, what, uh, who I am, what I was looking for, and what my uh, deal breakers were. And I got like 45 emails, which 42 of them were hate emails. How dare I put my list on there? Yet I know we all have it. I was just brave enough or stupid enough to put mine online, thinking it'll save us all a little bit of time. And all it is, it just irritated a lot of people. If you have a list or two, feel free to email those to me. 
let me know what your list is. You don't have to tie your name to it, and if you do, I won't use your name. I'll just talk about different types of list people have. Like I saw a dating profile the other day, and the lady is 5'10". She wants to date someone six foot or taller. Hey, I get it. We've got plenty of examples where people wanted that and ended up dating someone that was shorter, and it worked out fine. But if that's part of your initial deal-breaker list, well, then that's what you run with. Me, I don't want anything to do with drugs or any kind of... Uh, smoking or any kind of addictive behavior because I don't want to have to manage that and ideally I really don't want to be around kids or grandkids that have addictive behaviors either I mean I'm kind of by myself and it's pretty low drama the only drama I have is whatever I got going on in my head but we all have a list so it'll be interesting to see what her list is and please uh, like I said email me I'm at datingfunnies f-u-n-n-i-e-s at gmail.com Love to hear your story, too. The one last thing we're going to leave you with, I thought was interesting. Somebody came out of one of the restrooms, and we're all excited about this. And I went back in the restroom and saw, and sure enough, in this restaurant, they had a, a cup full of prepackaged toothbrushes that had toothpaste already put on the toothbrushes. And they're all packaged up, so if you went to the bathroom, if you wanted to brush your teeth, have a fresh mouth, before you went back out after you had food and wine you could do so. Kind of a novel idea in a way. I mean, I guess if you're on a date and you want to smell good after eating and, and drinking and not have bad breath, I mean, it's a great idea. Uh, so I actually took a couple, brought them to my office. That way, when I'm going to the dentist, I'll use one of these toothbrushes. Or if I get lucky enough to meet someone for lunch, I'll use one of these toothbrushes before I go meet them. Again, this is Dating Funnies. I don't really have any funny stories of mine other than my Philippine lady and the other lady who's younger than me that was looking for an older guy. But now she's just kind of flaked out on me. Now, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? I do have this other lady that's kind of reached out to me on Bumble. I'm kind of excited about her. I kind of liked her profile. I liked how she looked. But, you know, she didn't respond the first 24 hours. So I gave her another 24 hours to respond. And typically when I give them the extra 24 hours, yeah, rats. I never hear from them again. And if you're not familiar with Bumble, you're new in the dating world. If you match up, you both swiped right, the woman has to initiate the conversation within 24 hours and if she doesn't you can extend it for another 24 hours and if she doesn't initiate the, the contact them then her deal just goes away and and I can understand that that would be appealing to a lot of women because once again you get these guys throwing all kinds of garbage at you and it's overwhelming and they act like little puppy dogs and it's, it puts people off so I think the Bumble app could be uh, a lot more favorable uh, for women to use versus certainly men. We're, we're hoping that whoever connects with us will reach out to us. I did read a fascinating story on the lady that started Bumble. She was actually, her and her dating partner at the time, actually put together and created Tinder. And then after they pushed it to the market, the two of them broke up. And I guess he created all kinds of turmoil there in the company against her, where she ended up having to sue him to, for the behavior that he portrayed to her, as well as sue him for what was rightfully due her in terms of what she contributed to Tinder. And then she took that money and went out and created Bumble. And Bumble's now trading on the New York Stock Exchange. So good for her. Great success story. So it can happen if you're creative. You got an idea. 
uh, you know, push it out there a little bit. Talk to people and see if it's something worth pushing out. Who knows? You never know how many people may want to buy your pet rock. In her case, her bumble lap. That's all I got for you today. I should have another podcast for you next weekend. I'm doing the interview on Thursday, so give me a day or two to edit it and then get it published uh, next weekend. So it's supposed to be great weather here in the Seattle area next week. Go out and have fun. One of the things I've done recently is I've joined a lot of Facebook groups for golf, for hiking, wine tastings. So I'm going to try to get out more now that we're opening up so I can get back into meeting people and, if nothing else, at least giving me more content for my podcast. But once again... It's fun to do the podcast. It'd be more fun to have a partner uh, for sure. Have a great week and look forward to chatting more. Thanks for listening.